Hello and welcome to Flippin' and Mashing. This is a podcast about pinball. Pinball and more pinball. Sometimes we talk about video games. Then we piss right off and talk about arcade games. Absolutely. What else is in our basement? Everything. This is your host, Parnell. And with him is... Pinball. Ryan. <laughs> was, that a, was that a pretty good intro? I feel like that was my like announcer voice. That was like the best intro ever because we actually <laughs> talked about what we normally talk about every episode. Pinball, 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 and occasionally video games. <laughs> uh, um, I feel like when COVID is lifting more, probably next year, late in the year, where arcades are more open again, I think we'll get some bigger arcade stuff from uh, Rothrills and such. But I also haven't left my house, so maybe the arcades are big, and I just have no no idea. Because I was going to... I used to hit the Adventure Zone arcade fun place up here easily once a week or every two weeks to see what was new. Because that's how we found out, like, uh, Tomb Raider. I think we they got the Halo, the small version there, and then in Vegas we played the big Halo. That was pretty fun. Mm. Yeah, there's there's some arcade games like st paul tap i know has one of the halo arcade games i think i don't know if it's the huge one but it's like the seated one um but yeah no i've i've seen some pretty interesting looking arcade games not everywhere but in a few places it also i'm, I'm also kind of cheating because a while ago i went to an operator's like warehouse and obviously i saw a shitload of games there uh but yeah so what are you drinking tonight? You know, uh, Lagunitas hasn't sponsored our podcast yet, so I guess that's not a real letdown. But uh, I'm not drinking a hop refresher tonight. I'm actually drinking a truly tropical punch hard seltzer. Tropical punch. I love the truly punches. They are delicious. Oh, so it's not the standard. It's like a flavor above. Uh, it, the normal trulys are like, eh. But the truly punch, like all the punches, dude, they're probably my favorite seltzer right now. Real talk. Besides natural lights, uh, cherry, lime, whatever the fuck fancy name they try to make it sound like seltzer that they have. But I really like the truly punch. Um, They have like a berry punch, a tropical punch. Uh, and I, there's two others that I'm not remembering, but they come in like a punch pack. And they're they're very very good. Did you get punched in the face? No, but I mean the night is still young, relatively. So <laughs> anything to play for here. <laughs> yeah, you have all you have like a whole you know twelve pack to go through. Yeah, I'm not drinking any more than one tonight. Uh, yeah, no, oh, it's okay. it's a work night. That's too bad, Ryan. <sighs> I know anything could happen. <laughs> You're right. Anything could, but that's not going to be one of those things that happen. What about you, buddy? What are you drinking? Uh, nothing. I actually have nothing like at all. No. Do I, do I need to like send you a care package? I probably this should. This is so weird. So I'm drinking alcohol tonight and you're drinking nothing. You need to go get something. I'm going to feel like naked. How do you not feel naked? Uh, how, how are we doing a podcast right now and you don't have you aren't consuming some type of alcohol i had a bunch of alcohol earlier today 
Perfect. Well, what's one more then? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Uh, well, Mr. Me go, Nothing. Let me go grab a water. There you go. Because like from the fridge, like tap, or are we talking like in a bottle? I got Scott Denisi has these these hard hitting questions. So it's sparkling water. <sighs> yeah. Oh, refrigerated uh, in your cooler in your basement. Yeah, my beverage fridge keeps it. I Ooh, the. It, 35 it degrees, th- right? I had a 34. It was pretty freaking cold. <laughs> so <laughs> I I bumped it to 36 just to see. Because it's oh. pretty full with sparkling water and beer and stuff. 36. Wow. But I also have a cold. So Because you've been drinking well. 34 degree stuff. That's why no, it's because I have two kids in daycare. It's a horrible, horrible yes, mix. Germ machines. Uh, I'll be right back. Okay. So while Parnell's gone, uh, I guess we can talk about some stuff. Uh, Nintendo is dead to me. Uh, I think they kind of suck. They're just very out of touch. And I can't wait to hear about the next stupid game and watch that they decide to release that Parnell's going to go crazy for. Oh my God, I got it. Oh, thank God. I heard you talk about it. (laughs) So I have a spindrift grapefruit wow that's honestly more exciting than anything you could tell me that you got from nintendo recently i don't know about that i don't i have some big nintendo news well let's hear it let's just go ahead and oh, okay, okay. rip that bandit off now so the zelda game and watch came out it's pretty neat no, i'm gonna need a second truly <laughs> The back has a Triforce that lights up through the plastic like of the backlight from the display. It's pretty neat. Uh, if You can feel in the GUI or the, the UI, the user experience, that uh, they learned from the Mario. And this one feels better laid out. Even has a start select. So this Game & Watch might be the one if you're going to mod it to do all the fun stuff. Uh, I realized I suck at Zelda 1 really bad like it doesn't seem that all big of a game but man do i suck at it and then zelda 2 holy crap is that a different game that's a weird one uh did not figure it out i couldn't find what what i had to find like a torch or something to yeah so you go in the the caves that you can get into right away and everything's black and so these bats just hit you but you can't see them and i try to get out of town they're like oh you got to go get this torch or whatever it's in the basement of the castle or back in the castle. I can't find it. So I actually have to like look at a guide quick to see. But yeah. then is it Link's Awakening was the newer one that they just stole off of a Game Boy or something put on this. Um, I had the remake or remaster on my Switch that I beat with a guide. Uh, full disclosure. And that was a lot of fun. And it's kind of fun to play it as a, you know, Game Boy green and black uh, display, but since I already beat it last year or so, maybe it was two years ago, I just don't care as much to play it. And then the Game & Watch section was, it honestly, the, uh, I forgot what the actual game's called, but it's like Whack-A-Mole. That game sucks as a Game & Watch. I, it's just a very boring Game & Watch game. And all they did was I mean, put Zelda. They all kind of suck, honestly. No, I'm like, there's some fun ones, but like this one's super boring. 
and all they did was put Zelda's face on it. Like they have a Zelda Game and Watch, they didn't use it. What the heck? So that's kind of disappointing. That's for, that's for like the later release where it has the Amelo LED black and green screen, and the Triforce has little magnetic things where you can, you know, attach stuff to it. It's coming out in six months. There'll be a re re re. Hope they do. I think they might do like a Donkey Kong or a Metroid next if they keep continuing it, which I hope they do. I guarantee you they won't do a Metroid because Nintendo, if there's one thing they hate more than Metroid fans, it's Star Fox fans, but Metroid fans are close held number two and they kind of been getting shit on. So I doubt we'll see a Metroid, but maybe. I think Metroid would be good. Uh, Maybe they'll remember they make those games or did. Did uh, this can go off topic? Did you play Metroid Dread? No. Okay. Because that's not the Metroid game I wanted. It's apparently just the one I deserve. (laughs) Oh, I heard it's really good. There's just a couple annoying parts. So yeah, I mean, if you like that style of game, I'm not a big fan of Metroidvanias. Really fucking unpopular opinion here. Uh, So wait, 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 wait. So I don't know a whole ton about Metroid, and I suck at metroid one so i haven't played a bunch of them but are you into the 3d like fusion like metroid prime yes yeah i i love metroid prime okay then me and i have not played them but i know of them then me and you would probably agree on the metroid stuff so sweet that's cool yeah no i'd be totally down that oh so the new metroid 4 is what we're gonna love if it ever comes out yeah okay cool we're gonna re-release skyward sword again you know (laughs) One more time, just to make sure before we get any cool Metroid stuff. Well, then me and you are going... sorry, I'm just so pessimistic towards them at this point, because it's just like, they aren't releasing anything good. (laughs) It agitates me. Agitates me greatly. Makes me want to sell my Switch sometimes. Like, real talk. Oh, God. I know. Well, then you and I are going to love when the new Metroid comes out. Hopefully. Because that's... I'll probably get dread, but I am not a side scroller much, so I yeah. might try to pick up dread used. I'm gonna wait, you know, five or ten years because Nintendo doesn't seem to discount like their their older games. They don't really go down in price. It seems like. Oh, so uh, yeah. I have to talk to you about something. Oh yeah, what do you have to talk to me about? So Best Buy and GameStop's Black Fridays have a lot of first party Switch games that are on sale. Some of them are twenty bucks off. So, my daughter. So go buy Mario Golf again and hate myself a second time. <laughs> uh, no. So my daughter, I try to get her to play games, right? But the hard part is she always is like, "I want you to play with me. I want you to play with me. Help me, help me." And so, like, usually I have to sit there, and usually we only let her watch TV when we're trying to get something done, like cook dinner or breakfast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's made a jump in her cognitive functioning and she somehow uh, got back into Kirby Star Allies demo that I had on my Switch and now she can beat the demo without me. And so I think for her birthday coming up I'll get her the full game. Well that's actually exciting. Yeah. So and it's on it's on the, it's one of the Black Friday games where it's 20 bucks off and I was like, "Yeah, buddy." Then I'll use my Cruise and Blast $10 gift cert. Drop oh my that more. God. My God, I'm getting a game for like 
20 bucks. Wow. 30 bucks. How exciting. And then I did think about getting her either the Mario Party Superstars, which is, I guess, the it takes all the best Mario Party minigames and kind of puts them into one. I figured she might might be okay with that. It still mm-hmm. might be above her. So maybe I'll just do one at a time. Try not to get too excited. Yeah, I'd just do one. Yeah, so I'll just get that for her, but I'll get it on Super Sale. Yeah, so Best Buy and GameStop has some really good deals on some first-party stuff. I just checked. Zelda Skyward Sword is only $9 off. I kind of want it. Cause I'm Please don't really, buy it. Really I'm telling like... you to wait. I, I promise. <laughs> I might actually have this on the Wii. Huh. You you definitely do if you have a Zelda game on the Wii. I'm Twilight Princess. Well, okay, yeah. But you, you probably have Skyward Sword. Well, I, I didn't buy it. I borrowed it from a friend. And then oh, she you're got, one of those guys. She got rid of her Wii. And <laughs> I forgot I had it because I moved. Mm, yeah, I forgot conveniently. <laughs> Correct. <clears throat> and so I still have it, I think. I, See, this is I, why I can't let you borrow a pinball machine. Because you'll just forget you have it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I currently have borrowed her Toad Treasure Tracker on Switch to see if my mm-hmm. daughter liked it because I was going to like, like, hey, we're, let's get you a couple games to try. And I don't... She's just getting into puzzles. Like, or, I'm sorry, puzzles. Uh, mazes. Okay. Like, finishing mazes on paper. And so, a couple months ago when we tried to play Treasure Tracker, she just really... She didn't care. But maybe... Maybe if I try again, she might pick it up. But I don't know. So, maybe. I'll have to try it again. But I also can't forget that I have my friend's Switch game. Oh, I'm sure you'll forget. Yeah, I'm good at it. Yep. All right. Nothing so. like a freeloader. All right. Oh, hey. Hey. One oh. more thing. One more oh thing. Oh, my God. Okay. I was talking to Nick Baldridge. Oh, 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 okay. Yep. And uh, piqued my interest. I have a Nintendo DS. Well, oh, I have God, a, you're losing I have me. a couple. <laughs> and I finally was like, uh, oh, I had hit up Nick and I was like, maybe I do need to try an Ace Attorney game. Yeah, we and talked like, about this last episode. Yeah, but now I actually have played it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, okay, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy the Ace Attorney trilogy. And I almost bought the Rock One. I almost bought the, I don't know, the one that was not the original three. And Nick, I had messaged him, and he goes, oh, no, no, no. You got to start out at the uh, the first trilogy. And I Googled it. I'm like, oh, there's a lot. Okay. So I was like, didn't that come out on DS? So I found the DS game. And I charged my DS up, and I spent, like, the first day obsessed with the game. Well, I spent the first couple days obsessed with the game. So I'm on, like, case three, where they're at the, the ninja movie shoot that went bad i haven't played them so sure oh, okay yep. the ninja movie shoot that went bad it's a really enjoyable game but i get a little bit of a I, I, i'll call it anxiety of like choosing the wrong answer however after playing the first couple cases the game really shields you and like guides you even if you pick the wrong answer from what i've noticed it might punish you with uh, the warning, and you get like I don't know six or eight of those. 
but then it pretty much guides you to where you have to go. Okay. So I'm a little less like, oh, better look it up the guide. I just kind of, and uh, I've, I've been really enjoying it. This, the story's fun. This ninja movie set one, though, however, is very, like, f- I, you, you might know the name of it. I have to fetch items and go back and forth to the same place over and over again to, like, bring something or talk to somebody that then popped up over there. It's that that part is really annoying. However, I can see the game. The game is pre- pretty fun and it's entertaining. So it's exciting. I like it. I'll, I'll keep playing it. Well, that's exciting. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Oh, yeah, I bet you are. You're enjoying games. Off Nintendo. Oh, what's next? Oh, well, uh, you know, since we're just talking about random shit that nobody cares about, uh, I got new headphones and I'm absolutely loving them. <laughs> They're those sweet skull candies. What? No. Yuck. Stop it. Don't be like that. Don't do me dirty. Uh, no, they're Bayer Dynamics MMX 300s uh, for those that are interested. And I'm powering them with a IFI Zen DAC and amp combo. And it is glorious. But anyways, moving on. Um, real quick, in other like silly news, uh, I was on a talk show for like... 20 minutes and i'll bet 20 dollars every minute that i was on it you didn't watch any of it (laughs) i watched three or four minutes okay well anyways i was on a a vr talk show um and it was actually a whole lot of fun so i might do it again um but it was really interesting so that was kind of cool. So maybe we have some new listeners. Thanks to that. Uh, welcome new listeners. And uh, yeah. So so I'm not a VR person, but so Ryan sends me a link. I click it and I see it. it it's like a, a set, like a late night talk show. Yeah, because it host. is. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it starts host. at midnight central time. Oh like, my God, it is late. It's late on Fridays. Uh, that's that's when my kid starts crying. Mondays and Wednesdays, he does it too. And he does it earlier at, I think, 9 o'clock Central or 8 Central. One, one of the two. Okay. So it loads up and there's this like a lobster-headed talk show host. Uh, his name's Crabster. Crab. He has the head of a crab. Yeah. <laughs> and I see this Halo-looking character in the guest yeah. seat. Doom Marine, but yeah, same same thing. (laughs) No, and uh, I guess you were a little quiet, or I you weren't talking at first right away because I couldn't figure out what was going on, and then I heard your voice. Yeah, then I saw your hands move, and I was like, "Oh, I bet you that's Ryan." That one hundred percent is me. Yep. And then I think Scott Denise was in the room. Yes, yes, he was. Okay, because you like were pointing to him or something, and I was like, I. He must be in the chat VR. Oh, yeah, no. So he was in the audience. So uh, that guy specifically will like, and listeners, if you want like uh, links to his stuff, feel free to email us or reach out to us on face page and we'd be happy to send you uh, the guy's information. But um, 
he essentially has like a whole bunch of people. He'll go to random like VR worlds and he'll just like hop in in his whole like avatar and he'll be like, hey, I do a late night talk show. Would you like to come on and, and uh, be in the crowd and potentially be a guest? And he just brings people in. Uh, you can join if you're like friends with him. You can just join in anyways. But uh, he lets his like game server fill up. And then you kind of go and take a seat in his studio audience. And then he just calls up different people and he talks about whatever the fuck he decides to talk about in that moment, at that very specific moment of time. Uh, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's cringe because you're talking to people in, in a VR game. Uh, it's called VR chat. And let me tell you, it's a crapshoot, the kind of person you're going to run into there. So, but it was fun. And, uh, yeah, so that was kind of some exciting news. And um, as far as other updates for me, I don't really have any. I'm still waiting on Alien to get here, which sucks. I really hate waiting. I did have some people over uh, in my basement. I had uh, Chris and Ben come over and they played some pinball with me Saturday. And I think I had a lot of fun and I think they did, too. So that was really entertaining, you know. That's really the only... How'd that go? Did they put big scores on your games and you got all mad? Oh, um, I know Chris put his name on Godzilla and Avengers, but it wasn't like GC. It was like high score one or high score two or high score three. I can't, I can't remember specifically. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all just kind of, we played every game in the basement actually except for terminator 3 oh there's some news uh terminator 3 is sold um it was technically a friend's terminator 3 that was down in my basement uh and it is time for that game to move on to its new home so we have to say goodbye to terminator 3 um but they did have a ton of fun with total nuclear annihilation uh, that I think was probably the star of the evening besides the P3. Um, I think they were really kind of like blown away by what the P3 had. Um, and we only had a like limited amount of time. So I don't, we weren't able to like super deep dive into the P3. How many playfields uh, did you swap? Just the one. They really wanted to play heist. Uh, I had um, cosmic cart loaded in it when they showed up and they immediately were like, well, we really like, we, we we really want to play heist and i was like okay so we played like i think four or five games of heist uh and then um we moved to total nuclear annihilation and they ended up playing i don't know a couple games on that and we did one co-op game and i think we got to reactor five and then it was that was like as far as we'd gotten but um they really seemed to enjoy that game so it's a lot of fun I enjoyed having them over and, um, you know, we'll continue to have a few people sporadically come down and play and whatnot that aren't Parnell because Parnell is busy a lot of the time. I want him to come down and play with me, i.e. every day. So just the way it is sometimes. But uh, that's really all the updates I have. Parnell, I think you have some updates, though. Well, you have a update. <laughs> Singular. Well, no, Do you I? have two. You have two updates. I suppose. Tron is well, up for one sale. of them because things changed. Yep. Yep. 
Tron is up for sale. And uh, I actually... What else does that Tron come with? Oh, boy. Uh, it's going to come with a shop job because I, <laughs> I need to clean it. But it comes with... Because your, your best buddy yelled at you. I... <laughs> yep. And yeah. then And then what happened? And then you sent me a picture, and I nearly slapped you through the phone. Yeah, there's a ball ball trail in the back. I gotta. It's not a ball trail. It's like a fucking ball crater. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not no, because it's like a convex. It like comes up right because it's like no. I, I know. I'm just giving you shit because it, it just looks. It's 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 icky. It's yeah. it's good you're shopping it out before uh, sending before it off to his new home, but it is posted up. Yeah, you so. had pushed me to put it to, to list it, so I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, here's the pictures I did take, and then um, I need to shop it out." But I also, in the shop job, I can also put in the rest of the plastic protectors and potentially some other items that are usually harder to get to. But I mean, this game in the sale and it is comes gonna... with a brand new set of ramps too, right? New inbox, like, not ramps. installed new inbox ramps. Which are like fucking unobtainium uh, for yes. anyone that doesn't know. Like those are actually impossible to find. I might have got the last set ever in the world of Stern because it took me three months to get them from asking. I have a full plastic set. I'm talking. I just looked because I have I had bought it years ago and just threw it in a bit a box a bin of parts for Tron. You can make the fucking arcade mod plastic. Like, it has every plastic ever in that bag. So, that's wild. I thought the ones for sale today might just be the Playfield plastics. I have a full decal set. Not the cabinet, just the in-game Playfield stuff. Like target decals and yep. drop targets and stuff. And the apron and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Because the, the cabinet screen screened screen printed yep yep so your first run yep it has the 3d the 3d translate i have almost every tron toy not installed um uh i'm, I'm trying to think of how to say it Those like are probably gonna get installed when you're shopping at <laughs> no well, like i have like all the ships the white bike whatever that's called the white motorcycle the the cora's I'm pretty sure I have Cora's like quad car. Ooh. And some of those were put in on the third run, but I had bought them all just to have them in like LED, some of them, and then potentially they could go into the game. Mm-hmm. But they're just, they're, I mean, they're new in toy box wrapping. So like they haven't even been opened yet. But I have all the hooked on pinball characters the, let's see, Clue, Gem, and Caster with the cane, the hooked pop caps. I have the lit cycles, but they're not installed. I gotta figure out how people are putting them on, and I can throw them in, I guess. And then yeah, I have like I do that for sure. Like when you're doing the shop job, the hard part is if I have to ship it, I don't want them to fall off, so I don't. I'll have to see how they secure them to the plastic, uh, like the stock ones, because I felt the stock ones it seemed like they were riveted. Gotcha. Uh, I will throw mirror blades in. I have a set of mirror blades. I have a Tron identity disc, like the full-size toy. What else? It's pretty awesome. That's... There's a bunch of other random crap, that the little stuff I had. So it was like a Tron disc shooter rod. I don't know. It was a bunch of stuff. How much are you so... selling it for? Oh, boy. 
I had it started listed at 10. Okay. We'll see. I don't... I guess we'll see what happens. I'm I think that open. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good starting point just because, I mean, you have the actual unobtainium uh, ramps, like brand new in box ones that, you know, I don't even want to think about how disgusting those could sell for just by themselves. <laughs> if like if, if I could get the lit ramp mod, I think that would pretty much complete that set of like the ramp mm-hmm. if you had the ramp the ramp light the led kit and the ramps i mean that alone could sell for some huge bucks or even those uh pinduino ramp lit lit ramp kits yeah but those are those I are obtain- those are really fucking cool they are obtainable and they're not expensive right no but i'm just saying like i i liked those just as much as uh the EL wire ones that are unobtainium right now. Uh, Cause it had like the chasing effect and oh, everything sure. when you made shots. I just thought that was really cool to have a little bit more interactivity personally. Like if I, was, I had a Tron pro that was not modded, I would probably I have a Pinduino. Love that idea. I just wanted a smaller form factor. And I think I was, I think I found it cause I also wanted to slip it into some thing so that it wasn't so uh so it was more uh oh my gosh why am i blanking diffused diffused yep and i think i found it and then some new shiny thing caught my eye because it was months ago when you got your metallica stuff that i was digging into it yeah and i totally get that metallica pinduino kit again too like can't say enough good things about that person too uh they are super awesome Super helpful and informative and stand behind their product. So something cool. Uh, and then I messaged you about buying your Tron too, right? Your offer sucks. My offer was amazing. Listeners, <laughs> I offered him, listen, okay. This is this is from a famous person, a voice act, famous pinball voice actors, personal collection, Star Trek Pro. That's brand new out of box with a few lightly, tastefully done mods, uh, including uninstalled mirror blades. Uh, And then also uh, my unpopulated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles playfield that I signed personally on the back, or I would sign personally on the back uh, for him to make the deal work. Uh, And he said, no, I couldn't believe it. (sighs) I couldn't believe it. (laughs) Oh, boy. I got. I pulled your leg pretty hard though, because I'm sure you saw. You got an email. It's like, hey, somebody messaged you about your Tron. <laughs> oh, so, so the email cut off on my phone. So it just said, you know, pinside mail regarding your pinside ad, and it didn't click with me that it was Tron. <laughs> I just was like, oh, someone's interested. Yep, someone's interested. All right, it's just Ryan messing with it. But you do the same to me. If you call me and I don't pick up and I have a game for sale, you'd be like, oh, hi, uh, I'm looking to buy your game that you have listed for sale. I am know exactly what you have, and I'm going to offer you some lowball offer. Uh, please call me back. I'm ready to do the deal today. <laughs> so I thought it was fitting that I fucked with you, too. I used to love leaving really insane voicemails because half the people don't listen to them. I listen like, to him every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while. 
I let them oh. build up and then I listen to them oh, all God. when I'm having like a bad day. And it's just like, hey, it's Farnell here. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to start doing my full crazy voicemails because <laughs> what will happen is it's ringing so long that I have like random thoughts of, uh, I don't know, like me being a dry, like a garbage driver or me working Taco Bell or something. And I'll, that will be the character that I then leave the voicemail in and about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll start doing that to you. Oh, uh, life hack. Speaking of Taco Bell. If you go through the Taco Bell drive-thru and you want a quesarito, because it's the best fucking thing that Taco Bell had on their menu, if you ask for it, even though it's not on the menu, because they make it, it's an exclusive on their like Taco Bell online ordering, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, if you ask for it just in the drive-thru, they'll still make it for you. So that's a life hack. If you like the quesaritos, because the steak is my homie, uh, steak quesarito. They will do that. I, I tried it out. It works. Is that that little roll-up thing? No. What, what do you mean a roll-up? No, they. it's like they they make a quesadilla, but then they roll it up with a burrito, and they call it the quesarito. <laughs> it's Weird. fucking delicious. Oh, yeah, man. it has like rice and steak and cheese, obviously, all on the outside, and then it has like some kind of a zesty sauce and sour cream and some other stuff. I don't know. I'm sure I'm forgetting black beans, but it's good. So on to our discussion topics. Now that we've uh, been dragging a little bit here in the, in the weeds. Uh, Parnell. So I, I think the first thing we're going to talk about tonight is uh, how we set up our games. So I'm probably going to be the one to talk more at this area because I know how you set up your games, but I don't think our listeners know how you set up your games. So why don't you tell me how how do you set up your games? <laughs> tell them, I'm, not me, because I, I already know. I'm going to be yelled at by everybody. <laughs> and I know you are because I yell at you every time I, I go over to your house. Um, I put the legs on. I visually unscrew two of them a little bit longer and those go in the back i attach them to the game and no see he's lying listeners no he's lying you want to know what this motherfucker does i'm sure of it he 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 takes the two back legs and he just closes his eyes and he he just spins them really hard and then he opens his eyes once it's it's spun out some undetermined amount of length and he's like yep looks good then he goes over to the other one and he spins it about half as hard you know, half the length, and he's like, "Yep, looks good." <laughs> Probably, because um, uh, some of your games are like the fucking Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> <laughs> I, unless the game really has some, what do you call it, level issues? Yeah, they don't get level. jank factor. Yeah, I think Tron or Metallica was really leaning, and the ball was like visually sucking, coming down sideways. And I finally got under the game and leveled it. But otherwise, yeah, whatever. That um, They also stay stock. Like, the game is reset. Like, uh, Lord of the Rings. I reset it to factory settings. And then set the free play and just left it. Like, I don't usually change settings in the game. So, Okay, so you don't adjust your settings from default to be harder or easier? No, I just leave them. 
Okay. The then, only uh, change to that or asterisk to that would be the P3. Well, yeah. I put the center post whatever in between the flippers. And oh, then I made okay. I made a profile for my wife and kids. Well, and you that, are, the, that are set the, easier. The outlines. Oh, uh, the P3 has two adjust well, two two on each side of adjustable outlines. You can adjust the upper outline and then the upper sling outline outline. And I did the easier one, the upper one. So I close I did close them, but they still drain like a son of a gun. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, okay. yeah, everything uh, I don't mess. I, the only time you the know. games get level is people come over <laughs> and level them for you because it's driving them insane. <laughs> probably. I mean, if this next game comes, I probably will have to level it because it does play very fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Holy shit! We skipped <laughs> over it. <laughs> Oh my god, Zach, you're going to have to go back and put this next thing back behind the previous thing. Sorry. Nope. Uh, Parnell, what what game? I What, what fast-playing game are you getting? Because you normally aren't... <laughs> uh, you aren't someone that, that that makes me normally... Like, when I think Parnell, I'm not mm-hmm. like... Mm, yeah, he wants a fast-ass kicker. <laughs> I, I have think Parnell, I think... I think uh, stern playboy with white rubbers. Oh, just a floaty, barf. bouncy mess. Oh, funny that's story your about speed. that later. <laughs> um, I don't remember how we got on this topic because it kind of sprung up from conversation last week, and I all of a sudden just made my decision that I was on the hunt for a TNA. <gasps> Gasp. Because at one point I said, well, why buy games Ryan has? But at the same time, like, it's not in my basement. Right. It's not like you come down to my house every week either. Yeah. So I'm on the hunt for one. Yeah, yeah. And I think what helped is every time I come to your house, gosh golly, it is hard to not play TNA the whole time. Yeah, I was going to say, it's impossible for you to come over to my house and not, even if I have the kick-ass pin mat covering it and it's not fucking turned on you absolutely will just walk over there knowing damn well what you're there to do that day because it's always we're always on a timetable when when uh when parnell comes down just due to the fact that he has kids and a family he can't just like fuck off for eight hours at my house like it's just not possible especially when he has a two-hour drive one way so like when he comes down it's like he's got three maybe four hours to play And then he has to go back home. And that sounds like a lot of time, but at the same time, it's really not because we'll get like on tangents where we'll be discussing stuff or looking at things on the games or whatever. And so a couple hours really isn't that long, especially when you're trying to play the game enough to be able to like talk about it confidently. And uh, yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what I do. Short of literally dragging the game out of my fucking basement and hiding it somewhere in the house. (laughs) I think you're always just going to be like, yeah, you know, whatever. Just turn TNA on and get it the, ready and be like, the, the best hey, go TNA. <laughs> is when you're like, hey, wait, let me tell you something. And I just go, I go yeah. forward, just look at you while I push the start button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll ask me some question that's not like a yes or no question, but like a, 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 an answer that is required from me that is more than a couple quick sentences. 
And then I'll go to answer it. And he'll just look at me with like this stupid fucking smile on his face. And he'll just like slowly move his finger towards the start button and then push it. And then he'll just like slowly move his head and start playing TNA. And he'll be like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And then I'll get done with the game and he'll just be like, so what was that? (laughs) Yeah. What were you saying? Because I wasn't fucking listening. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) <laughs> uh such a dirty game. It just It is a lot of fun though. It keeps you uh what I said last week was it makes you so angry cuz uh, I'm not good. Right? If you slow down and play the game, you might be able to actually get far. Like uh when I was watching streams of it. But the way I play, I just kind of flippy floppy around. Flip flip mash mash and uh I don't get very well, far. But it makes me angry on the in the game. Yeah. Like, but it has, like, timed reactors for each reactor. But it's so, so like, fun to just yeah. press start again. Like, as, yep. as mad as you are, it for some reason, it's really good at making you want to play again. I mean, we talked about this last episode, but TNA, yeah. I absolutely... I mean, you know, Scott Denisi totally called me out and told me that I was uh, being a suck-up. But when I was on that talk show, they asked me, one of the questions was what is your favorite game of all time? And I, honestly, it's TNA. I almost thought you were going to say Rick and Morty. No, it's it's TNA. Seriously. I mean, Rick and Morty's great. I absolutely love it. But TNA is everything that's right with pinball. And I think it's more approachable than Rick and Morty. Because Rick and Morty's totally. not approachable. And I think that yeah. if we're talking about of all time, like GOATS, greatest of all time you know, i'm hip and cool with terms <laughs> uh if we're talking about something like that there has you have to take that into consideration and i think rick and morty's lethality that it brings to the table is way higher than tna i mean tna can be mean but tna is very simple so it makes it more approachable whereas rick and morty is not as approachable as tna does Rick and Morty have co-op? No. Okay. I also Morty doesn't get any help. <laughs> you should know this. Well, they could all team up though. All the Mortys could team up together. Yeah, that's an evil Morty thing, and I don't know if Eric Pripke is going to add that to the game. Um, <laughs> I think the co-op ability in TNA also is a little factor that uh, I can get my family behind. Because well, it was the first game a... to offer co-op too. I think. Yeah, and uh, games. I'm sure there it's... might be some old fucking EM that offered co-op or something that Nick knows about. Um, I think <laughs> the Segas that did the one through six players, you could make teams. I think, but they didn't call mm. it co-op. Like I, okay. I know for sure, like this was the first game to do all player co-op. Unless the P3, unless you want to talk about that, that probably had it before, maybe. The oh, yeah. Okay, so maybe system. roughly the same time, but still. So a lot of my guests are not pinball people, and so when you want to play a multiplayer game, they get like, "Whoa, you're just gonna beat me!" And so it's gonna be fun to be able to say, well, "Let's let's play a co-op game where we're all on the same team." And obviously, I love the music, and the light show is gorgeous. So I think people who don't even like electronic music or dance music, or whatever, can get into the 
into the game and the music just because as an entire package, it's amazing. You don't have to like that music exclusively outside of pinball. It just fits the game. It does help if you like Scott Denise's music, though. Oh, like, t- that, that helps a I ton. mean, I own the soundtrack, so it's, yeah, I totally <laughs> yeah. agree. So I'm pretty excited to be looking for one. Uh, there's. It sounds like you might even might even potentially have one, right? Like I've been talking for sure. Been talking to a few owners. We're working out details. I'm trying to figure out which one. There's been an op- a couple options, but yeah, we're gonna narrow it down. We'll see what happens. That's that's pretty exciting, man. I'm excited for you. Totes my goats. Because I think I've been pitching you getting a TNA since I got mine. Yeah, maybe. I think so. No, I have been. Yeah. Because initially you're like, no, I'm not going to get a game one of my friends has. Why would I do that? That's stupid. I guess you're stupid. Uh, I am. I, <laughs> the hard part, too, is that now that the whole game room shrinking and your mindset changes of, oh, yeah, you, you can only have X games. And I think you get tricked a lot into what you like and being able to go to your house over and over and always be in love with that game. It was like, okay, no, this game actually is a game that I can keep long-term instead of something like, for instance, Tron, where it's like, yeah, everybody tells me it's a good game. I love the theme. And if I'm bored of it, no, I still just got to keep it because it's Tron. So, right. I don't know. Yeah. That's exciting. It is. I'm excited for you. You already got the mods in case it doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Including the, uh, shit. What is that? The white ball, the... Oh, my God, the ceramic? Ceramic ball. Oh. I have that, and I almost want to put it favorite mods. In, uh, in another game and try it, but I am so pumped to be able to play that. I, I love, personally, having the ceramic ball in TNA. I mean, I... Some people like claim it makes it harder, but that white ball is easier, I find, to get it into the scoop. Oh, sure. Personally. And so, uh, but the white ball also is harder to hit stand ups. Like, you have to hit stand ups harder. Like, a, the normal, like, steel balls, they don't have to bump into the stand ups as hard. Like, you can kind of, like, Oh, I don't even like want to say like glance it. Yeah. Right. But like the mass of the ball moving from like left to right sometimes is enough to hit like the rad stand up targets on the left hand side. Sure. Uh, whereas the ceramic ball, there isn't enough weight behind it. So that just doesn't fucking happen. Um, so it's definitely like you have to play the game differently when the white ball is out. Um, and I, I really like that personally, but I <clears throat> couldn't totally see if people didn't like that too, though. So I can see that, but I also love it as well. So I'm glad I bought it. They're kind of expensive, but you they're very I, expensive. I think, <laughs> like me and you, like, well, just, just get one or two. One to keep in that game, and then one if you want to throw it in another game for like a pinball Olympic kind of challenge. Like if you have League Night at your house, just throw it in one of the games. Right. Like, Here's the crazy game. Yep. But okay. yeah, no, I, I, I like it. Now you talk about your exclusive Ryan Tanner setup of a game. Yeah. So I, I think I'm still one of the only people that has a P3 with the angle of like 7.2 degrees <laughs> or like seven and a half almost of uh, angle. 
on their P3. So it's probably making my games play a little bit harder. But um, generally speaking, when I set up my games, I like it to be at the harder end of the spectrum, personally. Um, There are games like Rick and Morty I need to dial in a little bit more. I I think that one, I actually have it too high of an angle. Um, And I I think there's still some like a, a fine tuning to be done there, but a lot of my games, I, I don't like crank the back legs up to the max, but I will do them about two thirds of the way up generally. And then that'll be like my baseline. So the front legs all the way screwed in tight. And then the back legs about three quarters of the way up. And then if I need to, I can make adjustments as I kind of feel it needs after putting games on it. But, um, yeah, I that's normally how I do my game setup as far as like legs and angle. I like to be around seven degrees, seven and a half, but there's some games that really just kind of play bad if they have that much angle. So um, I'm not opposed to reducing the angle, but uh, yeah. And then I will wax occasionally, but I'm not one of those people that are like, Oh my God, I got to wax at every like 200 plays. Uh, I've found that personally I like waxing it sometimes. And I really like waxing areas. So like if there's a game where a ramp, when the ball is coming back on a wire form or a ramp and it drops down the wire form or ramp, and it's like trying to, walk up and over something like I might hit wax in that area to make sure that when the ball falls down there, it doesn't have enough friction to be able to like roll up the in lane and out to the out lane. Cause I've had that happen many times on many games. And so like, that's a hot spot where I will absolutely uh, drop a little bit of wax there. So when the ball falls down that wire form of that ramp, Uh, Even if it's spinning, hopefully that wax is there to just kind of like prohibit it from wanting to walk up the in lane and roll back down the out lane because that sucks. Um, But and then as far as like adjusting my machine settings, the only game that I really did that on was Black Knight on my LE uh, because I was worried that the game wasn't long enough. Um, So I set the settings to extra hard for everything. And it definitely played, it made me a better player when I played Black Knight. That's for fucking sure. Uh, the route game stood no chance. <laughs> um, but having done it, uh, and in hindsight now that I've played so many other titles, and I think I've grown as an individual from the first new inbox game I bought to kind of where I'm at now, uh, even in the short, like, I guess, year and a half, two years, whatever. Um, I definitely think that uh, the game should be played the way the designer and coders feel the game should be played. So you aren't uh, inhibiting flow or progression through difficulty um, because theoretically you should be, you should just be able to be experienced the game the way the designer meant for it to be experienced, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So uh, yeah, I mean, Ghostbusters, as an example, I think I did turn down the free extra balls that it would give out every like 10 seconds. The the ball was not drained. Um, 
I think I limited that to like two or three uh, instead of like the five or six that it had, I think, by default. So I'll occasionally go in there, but normally there aren't that many. um, Normally there aren't that many settings that I feel need to be changed other than like turning on free play. That's like, I guess, the big one. Oh, I'm lying. Uh, I totally turned down flipper strength as needed. Uh, sterns are really bad. They crank their power on their flippers, which is great. Makes them feel super snappy. But then you'll get these crazy fucking air balls out of like everywhere. So I will turn the flipper power down on those. I'll dial it back. And then I also dial back the troth power on any game that I get. Um, Cause it's generally knocking the ball, especially if it's a stern, like way too fucking hard. <laughs> like way too hard. Yeah, the sterns uh, like ship with like I think it's zero cranked. to two fifty five and it's like Yeah, and it's two fifty five. Like, yeah. Hey, let's not break all the clear code in the game, all right? Right. So I will turn down the troth coil power strength. I'll turn down the flippers when needed. Uh I'll also turn down uh for what? And um I'll turn down like vertical up kickers or things like that if they obviously aren't working correctly. But the ones I can tell you, I just automatically, as soon as I get a game is I I do check those, the troth power, and then I'll play a few games with the flippers at their normal settings. And then it always seems like on these newer sterns, the flippers need to be fucking turned down. I've gotten some crazy balls before I turn the flippers down on Avengers and Godzilla, especially where it's just like, what the fuck was that? Um, yeah, that's about it. Oh, good. Not as long as I thought. No. Well, I think you get the next question here, buddy boy. Oh, you want me to look at notes? Okay, fine. I'll ask the question. Cause you aren't looking. Um, if tomorrow you had to sell a machine, and buy a new one that is not currently in route and or already owned, what machine would it be? And it can be anything. Yeah. I guess. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anything that, so like you couldn't say, oh, I'd buy a, you know, a Cactus Canyon again. Because you've technically already like pre-ordered it, bought it, you know, like, like that is yeah. like a in route game. It's like, that doesn't count. Um. So like I, you wake up tomorrow morning and there's a crazed flipping and mashing fan listener in your house with a gun to your head. The rest of your family oh, totally Jesus safe. <laughs> and they said, well, let's bring violence into this. You have yeah. to sell a game. Yeah, absolutely. They said you have to sell a game today. You're going to find a buyer to buy your game for a reasonable price, but you have to sell one today and you can't buy that game back what would you buy instead? Um, I would probably sell Monster Bash and pick up a Tales of Arabian Nights or Scared Stiff. Because both those games I think really? my wife likes. Yeah, So it'd be like switching my wife's game out. Well, it's not her game. Switching the... <laughs> <laughs> switching the newest game of hers that she likes out for another yeah. game that I think she likes because metallica i thought you were gonna swap out metallica for tales the arabian nights oh i talked to her about selling metallica and she's like yeah no why are you talking about that (laughs) so Mm. i said okay metallica's off limits (laughs) okay 
Uh, I like Monster Bat. I played a game, two, two or three games today, and uh, I still dig it. Yeah, still loving it. I, I definitely see the people being saying it's too shallow, and I definitely agree that the callouts are funny, but they need more. Like, I would right. love to see CGC release a bumped up code update that just had more callouts, but it probably won't happen. But it's for what it is, I'm digging it. I could see people getting sick of it. So mm-hmm. I I think it'd be the next game to get rid of. Really? Okay. I think so. Just if like if I get sick of it and I ask my wife and cause I think it would be the game to get rid of if I needed to move a game to get if uh Tales of Arabian Nights was remade. Mm, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I would love to keep it all and have just remakes down the line, but we'll have to save that for when uh, I win the lottery. Right. And you pay my house off. Everybody's yeah. house is paid off. Everybody. You hear that, listeners? Not not <laughs> y'all. You're not everybody. <laughs> but everybody. Um. Okay, so... Well... Monster Bash for Totan, huh? Yeah, yeah, probably. Or Scared Stiff? Yeah. Wow. See, I'd rather have a Monster Bash than a Scared Stiff. Well, I think Scared Stiff's funny. Hot take. And I I dislike Monster Bash. Huh, that's I think for how expensive it is, it's not my favorite title. Let me, let's put it that way. It's not a bad game. It's a, it's a fun game. I enjoy playing it on location, but it is not, it would drive me fucking nuts if I had owned it any longer than a short time in my collection personally. Um, but you, you play pinball too often. Yeah, I know. It's a real problem. Should talk to my doctor about it. (laughs) Um, so if I had to sell a game tomorrow to buy a new one, that's not currently in route or already owned, what machine would it be? You know, I, I was telling you, I had a dream actually in regards to this. And um, it wasn't, there was additional reasoning behind it, but I guess the long and short of it is, is if tomorrow I had to go out and buy another game to maybe reduce the size of my basement and or uh, sneak a little money off to the side, but then also have... Um, a new game come in. I think I would try to sell, I would sell two games. Uh, and I think it would be Avengers and Star Trek. And then I'd try to go for like a guns and roses Ellie and then pocket whatever money I had left over. I think that's if I had to, I think that's what I would, I would no. end up doing. not because I love the game. No, 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 no. But Get because out of here. I'd okay. Like to get better at it. it. Okay. Yeah. So, hit me. Hit me. So you sell one game, and you can get another game, and it can be any game. Yeah, but I live in the real world, and I know that if I sell a six thousand dollar game, I then would have to buy another game for six thousand dollars. And that. Okay. Sure. Uh, if you don't like that answer, then how about this? Uh, I would sell Star Trek, and I'd go get a Shadow. Okay, yeah. See what all the fucking hubbub's about. Because I played one on route, and it was fun. But, you know, I've been talking to some shadow owners, and they're trying to tell me that it's 
the fucking best Williams game they've ever made and that it's actually the sleeper top Williams WPC of all time over Attack from Mars, Monster Bash, Medieval Madness. Are you... So, um, I'm not but... joking. Okay, like, There's so a subset have... of people that are fully in belief that The Shadow is the best game. Uh, did, did they buy it at the height of the current market, like at the four to five thousand dollars shadow prices? No, I think they bought it at the pre, and then they're trying to hype it up so they can sell it for oh. more. Okay, so my friend had Shadow for a while, and I really did enjoy it. It's really fun to have the magnet, grab it, pull the ball away, the ramps that you can divert, super cool. The upper play field is fun to hit. Um, I don't know if it's like the best game ever made. But, right. Uh, but I also played it when I didn't fully understand pinball rules. So I don't know how quote unquote deep the game is and what is beyond the the normal things I just said. Like Well, and I guess another title would potentially be The Simpsons Pinball Party. That's another one that I want to have, but I feel like I'd hate it because I just hear hurry-up call-outs constantly, and I think that would grind on me, as it does, I think, most people that own the game long-term. But it does have a really interesting and unique layout. It's like a cheaper Wizard of Oz. I would be curious. I'm surprised there isn't one on route in the cities that you haven't played. Uh, There's one that I played on route, and it played like absolute dog shit. There is one at Tilt, and I've played it a little bit, and I actually really... It has some charm. I, I did not hate it, but playing a game on location at tilt once is not the same as owning the game and having to wake up every day and play that game. Yeah, oh, you're right. Uh, and so, yeah, that one's always been like a backup kind of pin, but it's just never come into fruition. And with huh. how crazy the market is right now, I don't think I would get one anyways, because fuck, that's like a apparently like $8,500 game now. Yeah, I don't think it's worth that much. And that's just an impossible pill to swallow. So you could literally either try to get a street price Godzilla premium or a Simpsons pinball party. I don't think any of these games are worth these prices. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's getting harder I'm, to justify. I'm having a hard time justifying I, any of this no, stuff. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, that's why Multimorphic the... makes so much fucking sense. Is It's like, Oh, a new game is going to be $2,500, you know, three grand, whatever. Like, okay, awesome. Oh, a mini game's $300. Like, fuck. All right, here's the cost of a mod for my game, my other games. Oh, and I get a whole new game and new callouts and new music. And wow, this is, this is amazing. I think my last P3 game was 150 bucks. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, you know, I was just grabbing random numbers out of my butt, right? Like, Nick Baldrich's games and some of Multimorphic's games, they're 150. I mean, like, shit, that's literally the cost of a shaker motor now, for Christ's sake. Yeah, the shaker on Monster Bash was 150. Right. A, a stern shaker motor with shipping is close to 150. Yeah, is it like 120 plus shipping? Yeah, or it's something? like 120 plus shipping. I mean, like, hmm, let me think about it. Do I want a shaker motor or a whole new fucking game? Hmm. Let me Both. think about it. <laughs> well, obviously, but. <laughs> You know, it's just pin prices are getting so hard. And this is something I talked to when I had Ben and Chris over was, um, you know, they were talking to me about 
the Godzilla premium versus Godzilla pro because I mean, admittedly the Godzilla premium has some seriously awesome kick-ass toys in it. Like the, the max, like the bridge that breaks and the building that collapses and the Godzilla mech and the turntable and all that stuff. Like it's cool stuff. Um, but you know, when I was talking to him, I was like, so the two things are a, um, for me, I, I was on a budget and I had my choices were either get a Godzilla premium or not be able to do, uh, get that no fear. And that no fear ended up being an amazing thing to pick up. Cause now that's turned into a different game and I'm loving it that, that that had happened in my basement. But the other part of it is, is Stern's already recently kind of fucked me, um, with turtles. And it's just really hard for me with my previous past experiences to pay them. Uh, you know, it was hard for me to justify spending the $6,900 or whatever the hell um, I ended up paying for my Godzilla Pro. Like that was hard enough to justify because they still went up almost a grand over what you used to be able to get them for like previously. And now the premiums are almost $9,000. And it's just like, it's really hard to justify that money and that much money when I know that there's still potentially going to be, um, when, when I know that there's going to be potentially issues that I run into and their total like lack of support. I mean, they'll get around to me eventually, I guess, but you know, fuck, when's that? <laughs> See, you say that, but then you buy it. <laughs> you buy the new Stearns. Uh, I bought a pro though. I did oh, not okay. give them nine grand. Um, yeah. I think it is hard that we say this, but then we keep buying games. Well, you know, the thing is, is the market's nuts. So if I have to make a choice between spending $6,000 on a fucking fishtails or 6000 and some change for a brand new pin that has like eight times the fucking depth and is more fun to play. Uh, it's really hard for me to justify not doing that. Now, I don't think that in times past when you could pick up games for cheaper and it was like half the cost of a new inbox Stern. Uh, I think that's when we really should have been like hammering down on this. But, you know, the unfortunate part of it is, is Multimorphics up and coming. We've got some exciting stuff coming out from them, I'm sure, soon. Uh, with their new release and I'm sure more amazing things on top of what they've already released um, to be excited for. But, you know, unfortunately I'm someone that likes to shake up my collection more frequently than Multimorphic right now is able to come out with new titles and Jersey Jack isn't like blowing my skirt up. You know, I said I'd take a guns and roses, but really just so I could learn the fucking rules for tournaments and for when I met, you know, conventions and stuff but other than that like american pinball i there's nothing that they have out that i want of theirs you know uh spooky pinball i totally am not a fucking fan of halloween and ultraman and i think we've made that very clear to our listeners um so i mean i just think it's it's kind of hard right now because stern's kind of the only one in the game that even though they're like the they are the facebook of pinball they unfortunately are where all of the uh, potentially 
good games are still coming out of. And that's the frustrating part. Because you even said yourself when you came over and played Avengers and Godzilla that you loved both of them. Unfortunately. And I know that that, yeah. I mean, it sucks to admit, but like, it's true. Like, Keith Elwin is doing a great job over at Stern. And it's really fucking annoying because if he went somewhere else, I would have no problem going to whatever other company that is to buy games. And to be fair, I'm buying a fucking alien before I do business with Stern again (laughs) or Jersey Jack. So I'm literally finding every other avenue I possibly can that is even a halfway interesting concept over buying a Stern or Jersey Jack if I can help it. But unfortunately, Stern has Keith Elwin and Keith Elwin has been so far coming out with really good games. Although I don't know how big of a Jurassic Park fan I am, but I didn't love Jurassic Park, but, you know, Iron Maiden was a lot of fun. Avengers is really great. And Godzilla is like even better than that to me personally. So. All these people on Facebook keep going, what should I get? A Jurassic Park or this? And it's like, you got you to gotta play your own game, man. You got to play the game first before you, you buy it. Because I love Jurassic Park, the theme, the movies, the books. But like playing the pin, it was kind of a letdown. But like well, Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, that was, that's Godzilla kind of like was, Turtles, too. Oh, yeah. Exactly the same. Turtles, I wanted it to. I had an idea of what Turtles was going to be. And then guess what? It wasn't fucking any of that. And they didn't use the original art. They came in and did CGI, uh, cell shaded graphics. They didn't use the original theme song due to licensing related issues and constraints. And I guess I get it. But like, if you're going to try to push this shit as the original, like cartoon, then it needs to be the original cartoon. It needs to embrace that. If you're going to push Jurassic park, it needs to have more than just like the main fucking theme song. And nerdy going ah, ah, ah. like i want more of that theme and license and i guess it's just kind of frustrating because a lot of times we don't end up getting that and i'm not a huge godzilla buff but at least i get to see the actual fucking movies of the godzillas playing up on the lcd that tie in and make sense to what the game is actually like supposed to be modeled after it's not like 3d cell shaded fucking graphics of um godzilla movies that they like took the clips and just like put them through like google deep dream and then like cell shaded them and was like haha look we've come up with original all new art for all these scenes that you've already seen like no i'm buying a license or a theme i want that license or theme i don't want like your flavor of it and i, I guess that's kind of like a, a pet peeve right like halloween you get yeah. like half a second of, of actual video and then the rest of it's just like cell shaded art, which I know somebody worked hard on that. I, I mean, they always do. But I didn't buy the cell shaded version of Halloween. I bought the version that I wanted all the movie clips from. So it's kind of. I think that's the hard part with uh, with themes and expectations. Right. Which is also why you should play stuff before you buy it. I totally agree. Yeah, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> I've only done it a few times now, but yeah. It's getting I, harder for some of this more obscure stuff, especially. Yeah, like if you like, don't jump on it, then it's sold and gone forever. And then potentially well, that or it's like the P3. A lot. I mean, nobody had a P3 in Minnesota when I bought mine. 
So like some of these games, like you, I'm not saying you should make the plunge without playing them first, but like, it's pretty hard. You know, the one alien I got to play, I found out later it was a fucking prototype and it wasn't supposed to be out on route, but it was put on route and uh shocker. It was broken almost immediately all the time. And obviously that left a negative taste in my mouth to where then I went on here and was like, fuck this game because it couldn't even run the whole time. And it was dark. Oh, wait, uh, the games later on, there's a brightness adjustment setting. And oh, wait, uh, they fixed a bunch of the problems because that was a prototype and it wasn't supposed to go to where it was and make such a big impact. So like it's getting to be more difficult. I think pinballs at this really weird time right now where it's I don't even want to say it's the fear of missing out. I think it's like, you know, right now. If you right now wanted to buy a Godzilla premium, if you can find one for 2022, it's at the end of 2022. That is when that is the soonest right now you could get a Godzilla premium. So if you didn't jump on it day one, you know, before they had sold out of the first, you know, batch and a half or whatever they're claiming they did, like you're not getting one until the end of 2022, potentially 2023 which is crazy to think about (laughs) because we're not even in 2022 yet, but Stern has pretty much sold out of most of their allotment of that title for the next year and some months, potentially the next year and a half. Yeah. I don't Um, get how they said, and I get that these were pre COVID they could do a 50 a week. And now we're, you're talking. I heard as well. That I heard that the number right now is 18,000. 18,000 what a year? No, that's how backed up that right right at oh. this moment they are. Because they, they were at 5,000 behind right now. How are they supposed to make so they're just making old games, but that's a lot. I don't know what games. the fuck they're making, man. I think they're making hopes and dreams right now. But because they're supposed to release another game like it's CES. So I don't think it's happening. Uh, Hot take. I think I think the next I think when Rush gets released, because there's my predictions. uh, I think when Rush gets released, it's going to be next year. If they don't, I'm going to be so fucking disappointed in Stern because like I really think they need to catch up on their stuff rather than just like. Almost literally smoking themselves out. Yeah, because they're just going to choke themselves out. Like at some point, people are just going to be like, fuck this. Like if I don't get in on the first run, I'm just not ordering the game. Like I was talking to a dude who had a who has a premium ordered and he's set to get it at the end. Q4 of 2022. I don't know why people are waiting that long. Because that's the soonest you can get it. Yeah, but because if you want to buy a game right now, Parnell, how are you not going to wait? Uh, there's some used crap on CGC. That's American selling pinball. for more than what new is. What? Nobody wants American pinball. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. No, nobody wants. Valhalla American sold pinball. out 500. <clears throat> yes, Valhalla did. But that too, we have no idea when they're going to get done with that 500, nor do we know when they're going to be able to produce any more than that. CGC should ship special editions end of this month, starting next month. Okay, but 
that's like saying, hey, don't buy the Totan that your wife really likes. Go buy a fucking Houdini. Like, it doesn't, it's not the same, right? Like, if, if there's a license or a theme or a table you want, like, that's the table or the theme you want. Yeah, but the current market is like, let's just buy whatever's available. I think it's more just, no, I think it's more like to your point where it's like, okay, well, I really want this, but I can't get that. And I have the ability to buy a game, so I'm going to go buy this instead. And what I think that's rather... just happened enough. Okay, so wouldn't you rather pay a little bit more, get one used or new soon than wait a year? You know, man, I'm not going to argue it either way because I've had literally... I've not had deals work because I had a game priced at what the market was paying for them. And I had people messaging me saying, well, I'm not going to pay you more than what it is new in box. And I said, that's fine. So I don't really get to pick. Um, I, I think it has to come down to like your personal opinion. I'm not saying that it's necessarily wrong, but overpaying for a game to have it sooner is arguably just as damaging, if not more damaging, than pre-ordering and just being patient, waiting for the game to pop up whenever it's actually available to be popped up, even if that means potentially waiting an entire year from today before you can see your game. I, the only way I'd wait a year is uh, if if I had a collection big enough or I was going to buy another game, and this was just one that you know was going to just slide in. Or whatever. Like, if I had five games and I was going to get a Godzilla. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to wait a year, because in the meantime, they're going to announce three, four more games. Right. But I did tell my bar order friend, I'm like, switch your order from a Mando to a Godzilla and see, tell them, tell whoever you're going to go through that you're going to be a dis, uh, an operator. You're going to be on route, because they have games earmarked for route. See if they can bump you up. Because Mando was same thing, August 2022. And I was like, Mando's not that good. There's going to be better games out by that time. Right. And they said the same thing. Like, oh, we can't get Godzilla's till you know, late next year. So I'm on the lookout to try to find a Godzilla. But, I mean, that's just kind of my point, right? Like, well, I, so I think for... a lot of these people that are inflating it are the ones that already have a few. Okay. My whole point is, like, I would just move on to something else. I'm not going to sit here and wait. I know, but what are you going to move on to? Because we just spoke about how you don't think that used I just games, told you. Or not used CGC games. CGC uh, is a new game. American Pinball. Stern will release another one. You just have to jump on it right away. So you have to tell your distributor. Uh, Supposedly, say deep root, the but, you know, they're games are already sold out. Like, that's, that's wow. how fucking crazy it is. <clears throat> so not only are the LEs sold out, but the first run of premiums supposedly now from what i'm hearing so they're not sold out there there is a are pre-spoken for with deposits put down on them the funny part is people do this to just get their spot and then when they see it they're gonna be like oh yeah maybe not or hey i'm just gonna buy it and flip it because cgc has started you know yeah so so when i got in on my cactus canyon pps and cgc got tighter on rules on how you're buying the game because it even said on the paperwork i had a sign for the deposit that i couldn't ship it to someone other than myself so they're trying to crack down on that flipping stuff and i can still take delivery of the game and then flip it but right i mean they're they're attempting to be the good guys 
in in this situation. Yeah, they're trying. But if, if if I didn't want Cactus Canyon as an example, you know, Legends of Valhalla personally doesn't look like the play style of game that I would want in my basement. Uh, at least right now. Yeah, but look how many used games really there are. I mean, you have to pay a little bit, like. Used game? Have you seen how many used games there are within five hundred miles? Of no, us? because you know that we all can do shipping. Okay, well, keep talking for a second. I'm gonna check and see how many there are total for sale in the United States that are willing to ship. But keep talking. There's, there's a Shadow, there's a BSD, and they were for forty five hundred. And obviously, I from back in the day don't think that's a good price, but it is what it is. So you can still buy stuff. It's just I don't know, you have to be okay with it. There are 107 machines inside for sale. That's publicly. That are willing to ship. Publicly, yep. So if, But if you had one picked out, like I have TNA picked out that I want. So what I did was I went on the forum and I posted in my local thread and said, hey, I'm looking for this game. I posted a wanted ad for the entire website. And then I even posted in the group thread, like, hey, I'm looking for this. So there's people that don't list their games. They're like, oh, well, I'd probably sell my game. And so they've messaged me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that that isn't a way to do it. I'm just stating that there's right not a ton now, of games for sale. There's not a ton of games for sale. It's not like it was a year and a half ago. Games are now exceptionally more expensive than they ever have been. Even used games that have come out in the last year, they don't lose value. The gain value, because you actually have the fucking game in hand. Yeah. You could could sell a stock game that you took out of the box and played and put 2,000 plays on. You could then turn around and sell it for 500 more than what you probably paid for it. Brand new in box shipped because someone doesn't want to have to wait the year and a half to get the game. And And I guess that's what I'm trying to get at is like, that's what's crazy. Oh, dude, totally. I've made profits on the games I've sold recently because I bought them six years ago, five years ago. And your point's the new stuff. I don't disagree with that because, man, back in the day, you'd get a new box game. You play it, there's 500 bucks. You route it, there's a 1,000 bucks off. Yep. Like, it was guaranteed that would happen. And it was great because then you would wait till the ops started selling their their games for the next one. And you could just scoop your games up for, you know, 38, four grand. And it was a it was a night you you knew what to expect, and now it's like, not only did game prices jump, but every all the used prices jump. So now, all you see is used games selling for new game prices, and it just it blows my mind. It makes me want to just go back to the system one got leaves. I mean, those have even went up a bunch though. Oh, I was gonna go find the barn finds that are just you know falling apart, no wood left. Yeah, because you're so good at falling through with projects. <laughs> My wife would agree with you on that joke. Uh, okay, so changing gears here, so we don't just keep arguing. My about, God, we uh, should just cut that whole fucking shit out because we've done that every episode. No, but it's something that's important to talk about. I think. Uh you know, okay. Our, our so listeners if, are in the same position that we are, right? Okay. I mean, so it's here, here's the future talk. If Stern caught up, would the market settle down? No. I think the market's going to stay wild. Do you think the market would drop a little bit on resale? I could see it maybe dropping back down to, you know, 500 off new games. Uh, but 
I, I don't think we're going to see $1,000, $1,500 off new inbox game prices versus what they're selling for. Sure, yeah. I, it's just I, that ship has sailed, unfortunately. And I, I think that, you know, uh, unfortunately, all of these games have went up in value and no one's going to be the first one to try to tank that value uh, post Stern catching up for the used game market, specifically games that are no longer in run. Well, I think the hard part too is, I don't think Tron's going to fall any in price. Yeah. So, you know, if the market quote unquote get normalizes, people are still going to try to ask for these crazy prices. Well, and people are going to pay what it's historically been paid for these titles. So, I mean, we've kind of already like shot ourselves in the foot because we're, you know, there's a lot of people that like to use Facebook and Pinside as their resources for what game prices are and kind of sort of hover around. And I think that's really the best way to do it. The problem is, is when the market kind of settles down, I think it's going to be really fucking hard to try to convince somebody that's selling a game totally within the range of what games were selling for to knock down half of their price because there's no longer the stern pinflation like i think that that pinflation is just going to be there permanently like the only time we've seen a crash in pinball that's significant is when pinball nearly died and there's too many players there's too many there's way too many eyes on the industry now i think for it to fail at this point the the way that it nearly did back in the 90s because the the companies that own these pinball companies now are not slot machine developers they do not sell slot machines that are the market leaders. You know, Stern at the time of the pinball demise was not the bleeding edge. It was Bally Williams. And we all know how that ended because they found that it was just more profitable to operate on slots rather than pinball machines that were hit or miss, just like right now. The problem is, is all these new pinball manufacturers are ready for that ebb and flow. I mean... Stern, very much so. Like, all they have to do is, even if they come out with another stinker, like arguably Led Zeppelin, is they just got to have Jack Danger publish another game and push it out as a home game that sells out a fuck immediately. And now they've made back whatever they lost before. So, like, they have the market (laughs) literally, uh, they they have it down to a science, I think. Because home games don't have to sync up with uh, their main like pro premium le games like at all with timing or anything else so when they need a quick cash infusion now they can have their their golden boy jack danger come in and make a home edition of whatever fucking license that they still happen to have on the table and people are going to buy it because it's jack danger and uh you know i'm sure he's a very talented guy with designing games. And on top of it, he has some of the industry's best there to help him and guide him along. So I'm not talking shit about Jack. That's not what that comment was about. It was more about the fact that Jack danger is absolutely the like golden boy, quote unquote of pinball. Like, you know, I don't think that I've spoken to a ton of people that really hate Jack danger. He puts on a good show. He's not biased towards any one manufacturer. He gives everyone the spotlight and the time of day that 
that they deserve whenever they're coming out with a new game. He'll stream it. He'll do whatever. So I, I think in a lot of ways, like they are building in like these these organizations have already built in like, oh, shit things if they need to. Like Jersey Jack, I'm sure if they were going under, dude, they're just going to rerun fucking pirates. Like That's all they have to do. They have to call Disney up real quick and be like, hey, I need that license again. <laughs> uh, you know, but I, I think that there's these pinball manufacturers that have been in the business a while now they're used to these ebbs and flows and, and I don't see the decline happening like it did before. I don't think everyone's just going to wake up tomorrow morning and be like, yeah, you know, fuck pinball. I'm not, I'm not interested in that anymore. You know, there, there's too many eyes on it now. You know, it, it's becoming mainstream. Do you think they sold, I guess they don't have expectations of the home pin, but do you think they quote unquote sold out of Jurassic Park, the home pin? They absolutely did. Uh, from what my sources tell me, you the like initial batch that they had really planned on selling or running at the time, um, at least initially, uh, is completely sold out. Like you, you can't get one. I like that though. And that's the I quickest think... the home pins ever sold. Yeah, out, I was gonna say. Might I add, the home pin gets a lot of shit. So I'm. This one actually does look fun though. So I'm glad that the home pin is getting some love. I'm not against the home pin. I'm happy that they're exploring other avenues. I wouldn't buy a home pin personally, unless it was like sub $3,000 personally. But if I had the opportunity to buy, you know, a heavy metal or a star Wars or a Jurassic park for three grand or less, like I'd, I'd hop all over that shit. Um, but for more than that, I would have a hard time justifying it, I guess, because I've been in the hobby long enough that, you know, four grand to me, I don't see four grand in that machine personally, um, because it doesn't seem like it is as detailed, but it's harder because pros went up now. Right. So, like, I think we spoke about this, oh God, many episodes ago about it and how you got bullied on the internet because you said that the home pins were a good buy and that was back when you could get a stern pro for between five and 5500 used and at four it was like yeah i mean you could spend the 1500 dollars and get a pro but at four grand you know the home pros are under four grand they're not a bad deal and now i mean i guess thinking about it more logically i have to retract my statement at under four grand the stern pros are still probably the best thing you could buy in pinball right now <laughs> like for the price because it's like hmm do i want an f14 a water world or a brand new stern the pin pin or a lightly used stern the pin game like i don't know about any of my listeners that are listening right now but I think Stern the pin is going to be the deepest game out of that bunch. And oh yeah, it's super easy to move. And God willing, it doesn't have many like issues or mechs that you have to work on. So it should be pretty like issue free. So I, I, I don't know. I guess I forget even now that a Stern pro is now $6,500, seven grand for a pro shit's wild. Yeah. Interesting. I was just curious because uh, it seems like they realize they can't keep re-theming the same play field to new themes. And 
maybe they yeah they clicked, needed to cut that shit out maybe they clicked they like hey maybe our home pin will sell better now that uh we change it up every time i'm so. just surprised that the, the elvira 40th anniversary wasn't literally just a a, a supreme playfield layout oh god but with elvira stuff all over it because i mean that would have really been like what i expected of stern to do in that situation I still think that with the family themes like uh, Jurassic Park, Mando, Godzilla, like they should be making a home pin version of all of them. And oh, I, I guarantee it... you, they're already made. It's oh, not sure. a question of if. I think they're literally those are just in their back pockets. Well, the Jurassic Park seems like it's just being made, so the home pin versions of the other ones are probably you know a month or two out. Let me let me rephrase that. They are not producing them. They have a completed, working, playing, one hundred percent prototype of, oh, I am sure, a couple other home pins that they are just sitting on right now, due to the combination of manufacturing. <clears throat> and uh, I think that as long as they're spinning it the right way, I think that they'll continue to sell out of them, especially at the bargain price of four forty five hundred or whatever they're selling for now, because it's still almost three grand cheaper than a pro. Like now the price difference is pretty different. Like you're almost talking 50% off of what a pro is. And that's a lot harder to fucking justify not buying a home pin. Um, yeah. Well, right? yeah, you're right. I mean, so you got the price point down. And they've made them better. It's like if you compare the Jurassic Park home pin or Star Wars to the original, like Transformers, the pin, it's a it's a way better game. Or the Avengers home pin. Yeah, yeah, the Transformers Avengers. It's a way the new ones are way better. Oh yeah, I forgot they used they reused that same play field for two games. Yeah, and like Spider Man, that was like a step in the right direction. And then Star Wars was a similar layout, but they updated it. Yeah. I mean, man, if I could find a Star Wars comic for a good price, yeah, I'd consider it. I don't know. I think the only one I'd want out of the that layout would be Heavy Metal, personally. But that's because that's a theme that I like. I'm not, like, crazy in love with it, but I like the music of the of that pin. Oh, I haven't really heard it yet. Uh, okay, so before we just completely go way over on time, uh, we have one more question, and that is, what coin-op games, not arcade or pinball, would you add to your game room if you could make the space? Now, I know your space limited, so let's pretend there's just enough room, not for a pin or an arcade, but any other coin-op, and that's the only thing that'll fit there due to whatever weird fucking size restrictions, even if this arcade or this coin op game is bigger than a pinball or a arcade cabinet like what would that one thing be that you'd want in your basement parnell i'd probably say a skill roll but i have stop it right now i have one i'll hurt you um ice cold beer is pretty fun but it's still a one trick pony yep but it is a good time um there are a couple really wanted em gun games that seem pretty cool the the other one that i played at a local collector's house are the the real bb gun shooters but they're self-contained 
in glass or something, but like uh, there's like a metal yeah. frame, and yep. you and the BBs roll back to your gun, but you can shoot like a legit shootout target practice, and those are really fun, and they're a little expensive if you find them for sale at an antique shop or a collector. If you find them at like an estate sale or something, you might get a good deal. Okay, I I can't think of anything. I like I don't know what else there is, you know, without being an arcade game. I I think you, you might laugh at me, but I think I want a crane game for my arcade room eventually. <gasps> what about a coin pusher? Coin pusher would totally be another one that I wouldn't mind having. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But I, what would I you think, put in your crane game? Um. Well, Chelsea's actually really fucking good at crane games and it's kind of annoying because i know that crane games are a lot based on like they're kind of set up not to (laughs) not to allow you to like be able to pick up things easily but she's just like a fucking wizard at them um like i went to her with her and a friend of ours justin to uh an arcade and she ended up winning like 10 fucking prizes out of the crane games in like 40 minutes like it's like goodwill hunting but with crane games like i don't understand it but she just has the thing that you need and so i think what would be fun is uh i would get some stuff obviously that i find like cool on etsy or ebay or alibaba you know kind of stuff but then at the same time like i'd literally make her go work for it (laughs) You know, we go out and she gets stuff in crane games and then we bring it back and we throw it in hours and I'll just have to have it set up super hard so she can't always just win a prize out of the, the crane game at home. But what is I think it'd be cool to have a crane game. Is it the tension? I have no idea because I don't, I don't own one, but I, from my understanding is like the tension of the claw, how wild the like mech whips around once it gets up to the top. Like I think uh. a bunch of that stuff can be adjusted. So it might like have good clamping force or okay clamping force. So it picks the the item up, but then when it gets up to the top, you know, it does that whole like whip thing. And I think that's when it'll just like drop it because it doesn't have enough force to hold on to that item. But I have no idea. I haven't owned a claw machine to know the intricacies and listeners. If you have one or have a lot of experience with them, I would love to hear some feedback on it, but I kind of want a crane game. A coin pusher, I think, could be okay, but that kind of almost feels like a slot machine kind of scenario. And slot machines are fun for like a night or two. And then it's just like, oh, great. I have this super fucking heavy machine that's just taking how up the, the size of my How is the clock game any different than that? Is, you do the same thing every time. I don't know. I'm going to pretend that it's different. Oh, okay. Because the coin pusher, you're really just dropping coins in the top. Unless you're buying, like, a really fucking nice coin pusher. Well, but, like, ice cold beer, skill roll, it's the same game every time you play I'd it. rather have an ice cold beer than a skill roll. But I, I think if I could only have one coin op game that wasn't uh, arcade and or pinball related, it would have to be, I think, a crane game. What about the... Ice cold beer would be cool, but $3,000 is really fucking expensive. And your skill roll's cool, but I would totally get bored of that in my basement after, like, <laughs> the second day it was down there. For me, personally. Well, that, yeah, but that you're saying it, that it works. If it's broken, it's in your uh, Guess what, guy? It. it does work. 
Uh, the only thing it doesn't do is go ding, 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 ding right now in the score reel work. The the nickel falls through the whole game. I can count out because I can math like an adult all the points I've gotten from my nickel going down the, the path. Like you're, you're, it works because you're just flicking nickels and it's falling through, you know, different point allocation holes. You're so angry. No, I'm just being serious. Like you're, skill roll works like you can play the game you just don't hear the chimes and the score reel you know it'd be like playing an em it's not you're right but i understand the game and i just don't think it would last long in my basement that's what i mean i don't think any game will last a long time in someone's basement i think a crane game would only because chelsea really likes it and that would kind of be like a chelsea thing that i would get for her because she loves crane games. And if you can go play a crane game that's free, I don't think there's a person alive that isn't going to want to go down there and try to get something out of my crane game. Yeah, so what are you putting in it? Fucking Pikachu toys and plushies and squishy toys. And I don't know, maybe I'd put like a $100 bill in a plastic ball that literally wouldn't fit oh. in the claw just to fuck with people. Oh, see, that's <laughs> smart. Now you're thinking like an operator. alibaba for all the stuffed animals and then uh yeah hundred dollars yeah no absolutely there you go i'm not gonna make my friends pay for it but i'm sure she's not gonna let them be able to get that like (laughs) really high ticket item in there either oh how are you gonna pay your game back i'm not going to that's just gonna be fun for the basement that'll totally just be a loss Ooh, look at you giving all your guests free stuff yeah but i mean that's part of the fun right but yeah i wouldn't mind a crane game um the old em gun games are pretty cool i played a lot of them at Candyland, uh or not Candyland, uh can 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 thank you can can in the twin cities and that's they're fun i think my favorite em game though would have to be either that junkyard one or the helicopter one where you have to fly a helicopter. Oh, yeah. Um, those, those are, are probably are... like my two favorite. Those are huge. <laughs> the, the huge though, right? Yeah. They're like, yeah. Like they're almost a whole room. What? No, no, no. The helicopter one, it's probably the size of about an arcade machine. It may be slightly. Is that the bigger. one where you try to get rings? It's not rings. It's got like three energized like poles that you have to hit in a sequence. Okay. And the helicopter like flies around in a circle and you adjust like the throttle with one hand. And then like, I think there's like steering to tilt the helicopter forwards and backwards with the Uh other hand. That one, like I said, that's a lot of fun. I think those are like three or four grand though. And at that price point, it's like, well, I'd just rather get a claw game. But, yeah, if I had to get an EM, it would be one of those two, though. Oh, there you go. The, the junkyard one's kind of fun, where you, like, go down and pick up, like, rusty old, like, Tonka trucks and Hot Wheels and stuff. And you, like, pick it up with a big crane thing, and it, like, goes over and drops down, and you get points awarded based on how many pieces you picked up. And it's just, like, 45 seconds of picking up crap. And then at the end of it, it, like ejects all the stuff that you've picked up back into the pile into the center of it oh okay so you just keep reusing it for the crane yeah it it keeps recycling it um but like that 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 one's fun too 
I think I like the helicopter more, but I think those junkyard ones are a lot cheaper, I think. Um, but yeah, they're, they're about the size of like a crane game, relatively speaking. So, and I do have the space for a crane game. I guess. Where? Uh, I'd probably move my arcade cabinet. Oh. Until I knock down the two walls in the basement and put the crane game over next to the where the arcade cabinet is right now. Oh, sure. I think I'd plop it over there. Look at you in but, all your room. Maybe you should have some kids lose some space. What? No. I don't like that at all. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's about it. Do you have anything else to add? No. I gotta okay. go. Oh, so I fixed Munsters on route, and then all of a sudden I hear Batman broke. <sighs> so I gotta go fix that. <laughs> What's broken on Batman? I don't know. They they kind of said that the the scoop where it drops in on uh, the the crane there's like a vuck back there. That's yep. not work. It's not working right. So I don't know if something's in it. Like maybe the spotlight fell in there or something. But yeah, I gotta get over there. Check it out. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, you'll have fun with that. It's always something. It is always something. Well, with that, listeners, it is always something. Uh, it's always something to transition to our goodbye. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. You can email us at flippinandmashing at gmail.com and check us out on FacePage at facepage.com slash flippinandmashing. Oh, and we also have a Twitter. What's the tweet tweet? Uh, Flippin and Mashing. At flipping and mashing, yeah. At flipping and mashing, and uh, yeah, we we we're now there. So yeehaw, another way for you guys to send in feedback. Did you tweet at it already? No. Oh, someday I'm, I'm running it. That's enough. Well, Zach's someday, running it actually. Someday you can tweet at it. <laughs> yep. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Zach, for editing this podcast. Yep. Thank you, buddy. We love you. Bye. Bye.